Um, I thought about, uh, so you know how, uh, the yellow card thing mm -hmm. where they sued that, that rapper that you listened to? Um, which one was that? Juice World. Oh yeah. He yeah. passed away. Yeah. Yeah. He died. And then they, they were continuing to sue him, but then eventually dropped the lawsuit. Mm -hmm. So, so apparently like yellow card, they're like actually like at the time they were inactive, like whenever they were doing this lawsuit, but like they're like back, you know, cause because of course they are. And so uh, they're signed to Equal Vision for some reason. I don't know why. Um, and so I just saw Equal Vision posting about like how they were in Asbury Park like this weekend. And uh, I was just like, oh, that's weird. And so then I started looking at the thing and I was like, yeah, what were they suing? What were they suing this kid over? Uh, and so they, they were claiming that his song uh, Hollywood or no, their song Hollywood died was... Uh, like he ripped that song off for his song called Lucid Dreams. Okay. Um, and so I had never heard that song, of course. And I hadn't heard the song Hollywood Died since probably 2008, maybe. Um, and so then I was like, oh, you know, let me see what's going on. And I kind of see it a little bit, but not really. So I thought about maybe like including that in a segment, but not because like it's so, it's so old at this point. But then like now Yellow Card is like, you know back on the thing like playing ocean avenue again it's like okay it just it just reeks of desperation to me yeah yeah you know it was like we need some cash mm -hmm. we need some cash we're not touring anymore we're not a band anymore like at the, at the point that they were suing him and uh yeah so the the what got them to not like to drop the suit was that uh the rapper's mother took over his estate and they're like, okay, well, I guess we're not going to sue his mom. And this was finally got them to stop. Oh, suing. that's the line. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It <laughs> wasn't that he, it wasn't that anymore. he passed away. It was that the mom took over. Yeah. Cause they're like, well, we're going after the record labels oh, and boy. you know, the management and everybody else that, you know, had a piece of the pie. But then whenever the mother was like, you know, in control of the estate, they're like, oh, okay, well, this is even worse optics, maybe. I don't know. Everybody was already like, what the fuck are you doing? You know, suing a dead guy, uh, like, a, 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 you know, somebody that had just died, right? You know, mm -hmm. died very young, you know. Um, but then I was looking and one of the pieces of like evidence that was in their claim was that, um, so, <laughs> and I thought this is pretty funny. Uh, let me see if I could find it. Yeah, here it is. This is from Rolling Stone. Because uh, I was just looking this up just the other day. Um, uh, while the suit does not include any direct quotes from Juice World, where he mentions either the song or the album, it does claim that Juice World would have likely been familiar with Yellow Card because he has cited their emo and pop punk peers such as Fall Out Boy, Foo Fighters, okay, and Devil Wears Prada as influences in past interviews. That's very funny for <laughs> a few different reasons. Um, uh -huh. Just the fact that Yellow Card thinks they're significant enough to be ripped off by a right. world famous rapper, but then to also think they're significant enough to be in the same conversation as like the Foo Fighters, right? Or even Fallout Boy, even Fallout Boy, like sure, super massive. I mean, Fallout Boy was featured on the Taylor Swift album that came out yesterday, so like we're sure. talking about a different different universe here. Yeah, yeah, like. You know, he didn't mention us, but he mentioned people that are kind of similar to us, like oh. Foo Fighters. <laughs> it's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> people know your one song <laughs> from like 2002. And even then they would recognize the song, but then they would be like, oh, yeah, who was that by again? Right. Oh, yeah. Who was that by? Was that the Ataris? Who was that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> who was that? 
yeah, and then so the, the, the lawsuit also quotes an interview Juice World gave in which he said he first started listening to emo and pop punk in the fifth grade, so that he had something to talk about with a quote really emo girl he had a crush on. Nice. Uh, and then there's a quote from the lawsuit. Upon information and belief based upon his current age, these initial events would have occurred in approximately 2006. Thus, upon information and belief, at the time the defendant Juice World began studying the emo genre of music, Hollywood Died would have been recently re- released. Sorry, recently released. The suit claims. And I looked this up because I was like, "Wait, didn't this didn't this guy die young? Mm-hmm. Because uh, if he was in fifth grade in 2006, that would mean he'd be around our age." No, even younger. Yeah, he was even younger. Yeah, and so he 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 died when he was 21. He was born in 1998. So that's actually factually incorrect. He would have been in fifth grade in like, I don't know, 20, 2013, maybe. Maybe. It's just not what they claimed it is. And right. It was so, just factually wrong. Okay. So <laughs> because, they, that, because that's that was like around our age would be we were we were like in fifth and sixth grade in like 2006. Like exactly. So they've not just sued Juice World, not just Juice World after he passed away, not just Juice World's grieving mother, but uh-huh. fifth grader Juice World, and not even the real one, just a fake version of the fifth grade Juice World. That may or may not have listened to Yellow Card, probably did not listen to Yellow Card because they were irrelevant at the time he was actually in fifth grade. Yes. <laughs> They had to make up their own timeline and all these hypotheticals. How is this was used in court? I mean, it was the lawsuit they submitted. Okay. <laughs> like, Thank goodness. Yeah. Uh huh. And then I kind of like whenever you listen to it, I kind of only hear it in like the one line. Yeah. See, I have a hard time with any claims of ripping off, like musician ripping off another musician, because it's just it's just so easy to find similarities in in music. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Unless it's like the most blatant, you know, trying to pass a cover as your own song or something. Right, like I just right. don't, I just don't or just, get or just like the argument. Sampling something and not, you know, like crediting, crediting it or like, you know, doing an homage kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, hey, what's up? This is the Road Show episode 86. Uh, we got some fun stuff planned. Uh, we have uh, some worst beats in the world, maybe courtesy of Yellow Card. Not really, but you know. They're um, part of it in spirit. Exactly. Yeah. They're the they're the specter hanging behind the, the ghost of yellow card has come back. It's like Palpatine has returned. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I, it's like so that's the thing. So like they, they did. They couldn't go through with the lawsuit. <laughs> and so then they needed to come back and do Ocean Avenue again. Oh, so it was going to be one or the other. They could either cash out on the famous rap rapper uh-huh. or they have to just get the van ready and go back on tour. Basically. Yeah. So then they had to. And to go on tour again and play Ocean Avenue. <laughs> you know what's funny is that I actually thought that uh, Ocean Avenue was about. I don't know why we're talking so much about Yellow Card. If we can move on after this, but uh, was about like because there's a street Ocean Avenue and there's probably an Ocean Avenue everywhere, but uh, in like the like the Jersey Shore. Mm-hmm. Um, they're from Florida. So. Of course, <laughs> of course they are. <laughs> Florida, Florida man sues deceased rapper. There we go. <laughs> all right uh we got some fun stuff um i don't know what the segment is anymore but i'm just gonna uh hit the button Mountains of Madness. cool um this is a segment that's gonna age great in about a week but um i want to <laughs> talk about all the uh the twitter replacements a little bit uh as twitter continues to 
it's it's sinking kind of like the Titanic in that it's sort of a slow descent into the water. See, um, even that reference is already outdated. Well, no, the, the, see that. So the, here's the thing: the Titanic is a reference that'll never that'll never change. But the, if we start talking about the Titanic sub, then that's already dated. Yeah. Oh, okay. Right. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, it's like if I t- start talking about like you know like Lincoln getting shot, you know that that's still that's still golden, right? Something everybody knows. Everybody could. It's a touchstone. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so. Uh, it's weird that that's what comes to mind for you, but okay. Well, you, okay, fine. Um, so, so this week, uh, the Zuckerberg he came out with. He's got the new. He's got a new Twitter clone out, and uh, they made it really easy to just jump ship from your Instagram profile to this uh, Instagram Twitter thing. I think that's one of the most brilliant, simple but brilliant things I've seen a tech company do recently. Oh, completely. Completely. You don't need another sign-in. Uh, they separated it from Facebook, even though it's all the same fucking company, to give it that it's like, hey, this is still kind of cool yeah. factor that Instagram has that Facebook does not. Um, it Yeah, it just moves your whole thing over. And it's like, hey, all these people that you follow on Instagram, you can follow them all with one button tap. And yeah. just boom, there you go. Even if they're not on the platform yet. And when they are, you automatically follow them. It's like, it, it couldn't have been easier. Um, and it also just sort of worked. Yeah, like within within 10 seconds of signing up, I had a full feed of people that I follow and like. Um, and it looked yeah. just like Twitter used to look. And it felt like a slightly off version of Twitter. Like the 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 vibes were weird, if that makes sense. Oh, no, the vibes were are still, very weird. Yeah, people are still figuring out how to approach it. But it's like they solved, and obviously it's very easy to do this when you're Facebook and you're a giant tech company, but they solved the problem that all the other um, Twitter wannabe alternatives have faced, which is having that install base, that user base, because that's obviously what a social media platform relies on. And Twitter, everyone's so ingrained in that, even though it's been bad for so long now, it's hard to jump ship if, if not everyone is on board, but then everyone has Instagram. So Right. Everybody already has Instagram and they made it easy to transfer over. And so think about how badly Twitter has to be that everybody is clamoring to get onto a Facebook product. It's incredible. Meta, whatever the fuck they are. Yeah. That's in that's amazing. Um and it hasn't even been a year, has it? Not quite, I don't think. For Elon? No, I think it's I think it's maybe like 10 months. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's insane. Um and like my like I'm still on Twitter using it as sparingly as I as I can and it's just getting more and more desolate. Like the people that I follow are posting less and less and less, like as each day goes by, it's becoming a ghost town, like day by day. Um, And the thing, like the thing is, is that like people are already tired of making these alternative accounts. And so then you give them this and it's like, oh, I don't need, this isn't even really another account. Right. It's yeah. Um, But it's got, it's got, it's got some problems already. Uh, They're apparently going to work on it. So like the the issue is is that um it's basically just an Instagram feed and Instagram feed like the Instagram feed sucks because it's not chronological and uh it just shows you random people that you don't follow um so like the ads or whatever I don't even think there's ads on this thing yet if there are they're like stealth ads and you can't even tell um but it's just it's just random people that are totally disconnected from whoever you're following uh 
and it it just really sucks. And so it sort of makes sense at the very beginning, whenever you may not be following a lot of people and you don't want your feed to be empty, to just kind of show you random accounts. Mm-hmm. Like that makes sense because they, you don't want the impression that this app is like already dead on arrival. But like immediately, since you could just transplant your Instagram followers, it's like, okay, well, we don't need this shit anymore. Can we have a chronological feed and see the people that we're actually following instead of like wannabe Instagram influencers posting inane shit like, uh, do you guys like milkshakes and like just like stupid shit like that? Um, so like being able to actually curate the feed is like needed and the, whoever the fuck is running it, it's not it's not Zuckerberg. It's whoever the the um, Instagram person is. It's like, yeah, we're going to we're going to have a chronological feed. It's like, OK, fine. Good. Yeah, um, that's huge. And it's like it, it's so funny how like f- Facebook meta, whatever, can just like swoop in and just automatically win like that. Whenever there have been so many of these other fucking clones and whatever uh, that were like dead on arrival because of like one thing or the other. But like so my thing and I said this to you before, like I was even on the, the, the like I didn't even know the 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 app was launching the day that we talked about it. Yeah, which is very funny that like that happened that you actually need the companies and brands to get on the app and everybody fucking like hates whenever brands do that cutesy tweeting shit which is what's happening on this and it is lame and it does suck but you actually need them there because that gives legitimacy to it it does and like we've said they were already there because they're on instagram anyway even though like the instagram platform doesn't really work well for like for example nbc news or something like that like i followed them but like it just the way like you know the way the instagram feed is curated just doesn't lend itself very well to like breaking news and and stuff like that so hopefully in time this is going to provide a a more useful platform for for like news uh outlets right and that was my that was what i this is what i said to you was that i need my sports shit yeah on the twitter replacement and there was no way that the Pittsburgh Penguins were going to sign up for Mastodon. Right. It, it just was not going to happen. Or one of these other smaller niche sites that like, you know, some some journalists were using or like some influencers were, were hopping onto. There was just no way. There, it's not worth it to them uh, whenever they can reach, you know, most of their audience still on Facebook or whatever and cling to Twitter. But again, they already had an Instagram. It was the same one button click for them too to make the account. So they were already there like as soon as I was. So yep. it, it's it's like an auto win. Um, one of the first things I saw on my feed was a Pittsburgh Penguins signing that happened either last night or this morning. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's um and like that's that's what was missing from any because I've tried them. I tried Mastodon. I tried what was the what was the other one people were hopping on to Blue for Sky? And no, no. So that's the thing. So that was the one that looked the most promising because it was basically just old Twitter. Yeah, Jack Dorsey, right? Well, he's on the board. He didn't like do anything. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh so the issue with Blue Sky is that it's invite only. Yeah. So nobody can get in. They were shooting themselves in the foot. Completely. And so maybe maybe their like their tech isn't ready. They can't scale it or whatever. Like they're they're not ready for an influx of users. But like you missed your chance. You completely missed your chance. Like it feels like it's game over. It does. And I, I want to clarify. Um, it's nice to have 
a Twitter replacement that functions and is useful for people. But this actually kind of sucks too, because Facebook winning here and just proving once again that the very select few big tech companies that, you know, at the top are just going to continue to control everything and how difficult it is for startups to gain traction. Like that all, like that whole narrative and, and reality that we're living in just sucks. And this is a big oh, example of it. Yeah. This is this is why there have been calls to break up Facebook. Yes. Just because of their dominance of like they have they have Facebook, which still has users, however active they are, I don't who knows. Uh and they have Instagram, which is insanely popular. Then they have WhatsApp, which is like the biggest messaging app in the world, like the world over. It's it's very popular overseas, right? Like especially in uh like the Middle East and Asian countries, it's like insanely popular. Um, so like, yeah, they, they do have a monopoly on like social interaction. Yeah. And, you know, uh, they they lost billions or whatever on their metaverse shit that they uh, sort of had to quit just because it was floundering like catastrophically. Uh, but they also still have like the best standalone VR headset. And that's such that that is still such a niche market. Mm -hmm. But like anybody that wants to get into VR, but doesn't want to go through the hassle of setting up a whole room of VR or doesn't have a computer still has to go get a fucking meta quest, whatever the fuck it's called. Their naming is so dog shit. Um, but so, yeah, they have their hands in so many different things. And now if they also have the best uh, instant text microblogging platform, Th then it's like, okay, all right, you know, we should probably break this up. Mm -hmm. Now, I, when I was signing up, I didn't, I, I looked at like some of the things they threw at you um, right away very briefly. There's, they, they use another, like you just mentioned the metaverse. I hate that term so much. And they threw some other verse term out there. And they also mentioned Mastodon. I was not expecting to see the word Mastodon used like by Instagram. Yes. So I guess there's going to be some sort of integration down the road where you can like post between them or something. Do you know it's anything about very, that? Yes. So it's called the Fediverse, Ugh. which means is short for Federated Universe. So I just I cringe every time. Yeah. Yeah. So this shit is very complicated and the average person is very confused by it and doesn't get it and won't understand it and it, it doesn't it, it, it's antithetical and they probably won't end up implementing it, especially after they had a massive install base in a couple days. Yeah, they're like, what do we care about Mastodon now? <laughs> yeah, why, we would, why would we why would we bother with Mastodon? Um, and Blue Sky is actually the same where they are uh, talking about this interoperability. The thing is, is that Facebook has never played nice with anybody else. Right. Why would they suddenly start now? I, it, it's like it's like weird lip service, but basically they're running on protocols in the back end that are kind of the same as Mastodon. Uh, I forget what it's called. It's like it's not it's not content delivery. It's something like that, though, where uh, you can basically follow people on Mastodon or there's actually a, a like version of Instagram, but it's Mastodon um, and you could sort of have this interoperability. It doesn't work very well, though, because just in the way that Mastodon doesn't work very well, where you sign up for a specific server and 
then you can basically, you can follow people that are on other servers, but in order to do so, you need to know their specific name and the name on their server and then copy and paste that into your own. And that's how you follow people that are not on your server. That's already too complicated for me. It's already too complicated. And this is why everybody was trying to get onto the main Mastodon server, because you can then just follow everybody else yeah. that's on there with a click. Uh, but there are like follow caps and all kinds of bullshit there. Uh, so you can technically follow people like so basically this is my understanding of it. And again, I could be completely wrong because it's way too complicated is that so like Blue Sky is sort of its own server. And that's why you'll see somebody's address. If you look at somebody like when they're posting, like, hey, I got into Blue Sky. Here's where you could follow me. It'll be like, you know, John Smith at Blue Sky dot social. Mm -hmm. that's their federated like address basically. And so whenever it opens up, which it's not yet. And whenever they like turn on federation, then you could follow them on Mastodon. I see. Also, it's way too complicated. Nobody's going to do it. Yeah. This Nobody is like understands the, it. this is like the exact opposite of what we were just talking about, how they seamlessly got everyone onto the thread. Right. That's why a lot no of people friction. were surprised. Yeah. A lot of people were surprised whenever they included that. They're like, oh, are they actually like the people that understand what that means? are like, oh, are they actually going to do that? They're probably not going to do that. Like, I like, think why maybe I think maybe you're right in that part of their consideration there was like if this wasn't as popular at right off the jump, yeah. maybe they could spin that into like a reason for people to sign up. Yeah. Or to like potentially poach people away from Mastodon. Yeah. By being a less janky version. Yeah. But like, I, yeah, I don't know. Like it's it's if they turn that on, it's a feature that nobody's going to use. Sure. Nobody's going to use it. It's too it's too damn complicated. It doesn't make any sense. Like people just understand it as a social media network. Like you sign up for what's it called again? I was going to say Hinge, but that's not it. That's a dating app. Threads. Threads. That's what it is. Oh, the thing we're, we've been talking about. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Because yeah. I, 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 I just call it Instagram, Twitter. Like, I, you know, like. Um, so like people just understand you sign up for threads, you have a threads account, you follow people on threads. They don't know anything about Mastodon. They don't know anything about Federation. They don't know anything about all this weird, like insular communities that could be interconnected with different servers and moderators and all kinds of weird ass shit. They don't understand it. They're not going to do it. It's not happening. So, you know what I think yeah. is cool about this platform is if you want to ask someone how many followers they have, you could just be like, hey, what's your thread count? Oh, my God. You know, like that just sounds cool. Does it? Yeah, I think so. Because then you're like a pillowcase. Mm hmm. But no, but like but like a, a high quality one. Right. Assuming you have followers. Sure. They it's funny that they're calling it thread or threads or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Is it plural? Because I was calling it thread. I think it is threads. Uh, I think it's S. threads. Yeah. Um. Their actual threading is bad. Oh, is like it? On. <laughs> yeah, because like in in your feed, you you will also just see like people that you follow replying to other people. Sure. And in the context of just seeing individual posts, it looks terrible because you can't like see the conversation properly because it'll only show you that one reply that they're replying to. Right. Right. So it's 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 bad. They got they just got to sort out the main feed basically, and then I think it'll actually be usable. Um, but yeah, it does suck like actively using a, a, a meta platform again, because I, I really don't use Instagram, even though I had the account. Um, like I had to, I looked and I don't even have it installed on my phone anymore. Um, 
The other thing is that they don't have a uh, a, a web client. Mm-hmm. Like you'll somebody will post their link on on um well, on a, a decaying social platform like Twitter to be like, hey, follow me here, and you click on it, and it doesn't open on a browser. <laughs> That's not ideal. No, it really isn't. Because uh, even Instagram, as shit as it is, kind of works on a web page. So they need to sort that out as well. Because I will not just exclusively use a mobile app for that kind of thing. Now, there was no like um, like beta testing period for this, right? Like nobody had access, access to this until like two days ago when it launched. That's my understanding. Yeah. That's like such a, it's such an unusual thing, isn't it? For everyone to be kind of discovering a platform like that all at once. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. And again, it only works if you're one of the top like three tech companies in in the world. Um, Right. Because like this sort of happened with what was the other one? I can't even remember what it was. Oh, Hive. Everybody was jumping on that for like a couple days. Then everybody realized it was sort of shit and they they were too small of a team. They couldn't handle the influx. And so then everybody, everybody dropped it. Nobody was posting on it. Remember Clubhouse? Yeah. See, I never understood what that was. It was like it was like Twitter spaces, but like invites. Clubhouse? Yeah. No. Well, Twitter Spaces was the was their answer to Clubhouse because that was supposed to be like the next best thing. So I think Clubhouse came first. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just a, a audio like live audio platform you could broadcast and you could have you could bring other people on like live podcasting essentially. Although yeah. a, li- a bit more like fluid than that, like people could jump in and out and stuff. Yeah. It felt very much like a like a pandemic trend, which it was definitely. Yeah. It also I heard something about like people were just like starting cults on it. because there's just like a bunch of like people trying to be gurus, just like sort of talking to a flock. Oh, sure. Kind of thing. Yeah, that sounds like it would be a good platform for that. Yeah. If it I mean, existed. That's basically what Twitter spaces are. Yeah. Um, yeah. Shit's weird. Remember Quibi? Uh, yeah, I do. Yeah, I do remember Quibi. Remember websites? We used to have websites. Um, no, we used to not go, really. We used, we used to go on them and like click around and like find information. Sounds vaguely familiar, but I'm not, yeah. I'm not too sure. Yeah. Oh boy. Um, <laughs> uh, don't want to, I wanted to squeeze in a reminder, like towards the beginning of the show here. Uh, so we're doing the horror book club. Uh, I, I don't have a better name for it yet. Um, but if anybody has some suggestions, uh, I, I'd really appreciate it. Cause I'm, I really got nothing. Uh, we're discussing Paul Tremblay's The Paul Bears Club, and that will go live on July 26th if you would like to read along with us. Oh, I've got uh, so. to speed up my reading a little bit. Me too. Let me tell you. Me too. Um, but yeah, I just want to get that in at the early part of the show because who knows how long people actually listen to these. So That's true. And in. and maybe we can call that date tentative. Um, I, I think we'll hit it, but I just we'll hit it. It'll be good. But yeah, I got to yeah. I got to pick up the pace. Yeah. I remember you wanted that to be earlier. So that's true. That's true. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, should we do something fun? Uh, compare like uh, like this wasn't already. But should we do something really fun? I mean, yeah, that's that's the goal, isn't it? OK, yeah. Uh, let's do some worst beats in the world. Damn, son. Where'd you find this? Fantastic. Very nice. Well, well done. (laughs) 
Shout outs to DJ Smokey. <laughs> oh, God. Um, uh, what do we want to start with here? Because we got we got a bunch of stuff. Oh, I don't know. I mean, this was kind of your segment this week, and I added some stuff on top of it. So if you want to do yours. Yeah. I mean, I think it should be very, like, free form um, because, I don't know. Like, I didn't even pick out, like, specifics of our boy here um, because there's too much honestly it's a gold mine <laughs> it really is um but i thought maybe we would give some give some props to uh the person that uh sort of named this segment uh a distant cry uh who has th- his series the worst beats ever created uh checking out his latest so i thought we could maybe do that mm-hmm. okay let's go for that this is uh worst beat ever created number 29 You know, it's actually not that bad. It makes me very uneasy. Yeah? Yeah, it does. Oh. that bad okay all right (laughs) okay (laughs) see i was not expecting that turn there no Um, no i i didn't think it was that bad until you bring in the the whistle the intentionally off, out of tune whistle, like hitting uh-huh. the wrong notes at every like fifth note is incorrect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, man. Um, but I think I think the star this week is going to be uh, you know Miles. Mm-hmm. You you turned me on to here. Yeah, that was a weird night. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you had um, been drinking, and then you were like, "Hey, have you ever heard of you know Miles?" It was even the, the vibe was even weirder because I was, cer- was I was certainly drinking. I was also spiraling over a bumble conversation. Oh, so that's God. happening on yeah. one side of the room. And then I also introduce you to this wonderful rapper. And so you're just going through like his whole catalog while I'm mm-hmm. just like losing my mind. Yeah. Like four beers, five beers in. I can't even remember. <laughs> Which that's a lot for me, by the way. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I don't even know what to start with. Um, I think we have, whatever you select, you have to end with the one that he put out last week because it's a legitimate, like top 40 hit. And I'm so proud of how far he's come as an artist. Okay. All right. Um, and then should we start with something older then? Sure. Like, okay. Um, the cookout. I don't even, I don't think I've heard that one. Oh, I don't know if I've heard this one either. Okay. Well then this is, you know, miles, the cookout.
My family about to have a cookout, but I'm not invited. Cause last time I went, we all left with bed bugs. I remember how they got it. Everybody gave me a hug. They say, what's that on your shirt? I said, oh, it's just a bug. They didn't know that I just gave their ass bed bugs. Cut the bottom of my brother's shoes off. Now he walking on ground. Went online, used my mama card and bought a car. Grandma looking like she mad. I think she remember how I ran off. I remember when somebody sold my granddad $4,500 in coffee. It was me, but don't you tell my grandma she gonna get mad. I remember when me and the eye doctor got off on my grandma. We sold her a pair of reading glasses. She thought they was prescription. Made my mama's shoes pointy so she could fall and trip. Pulled up to the cookout and I smelt like shit. Last time I went to the cookout, I left her all the food. Niggas not taking shit from me. Nigga, you gonna have to fight. My family about to have a cookout, but I'm not invited. Cause last time I went, we all left with bed bugs. I remember how they got it. Everybody gave me a hug. They say, what's that on your shirt? I said, oh, it's just a bug. They didn't know that I just gave their ass bed bugs. Cut the bottom of my brother's shoes off. Now he walking on ground. I just got off on my mama and gave her a dog. Grandma looking like she mad. I think she remember how I ran off on her. I gotta say, this is a good one. This was really good. It's like another one of his diss tracks. Yeah. And I just love the um, the level of detail. How specific mm -hmm. all the scenarios are. Like, he really lays it all out there, you know? Mm -hmm. um, I would be afraid to be in his family because anything that happens, you know, it, it's, it's bound to end up in one of these songs. Yeah. Um, Even if it's completely fabricated. <laughs> sure. Uh... How about, uh, oh, this one's topical. How about Indiana Jones? Oh, terrific. Okay. This is, you know, Miles, Indiana Jones. Classic. I saw a TikTok where this was um, set to the trailer for the new movie. Sure. Sure. Bitch, I'm in the field, nigga, call me Indiana Jones. Feel like Soldier Boy today, so kiss me through the phone. Feel like Usher yesterday in the shower, bitch, I was burning. This nigga really think he in Indiana, he not Indiana Jones. This nigga thought he bought a beagle, that nigga bought a dove. Tried to fit in a skinny hole while my dumb ass get stuck. Tried to buy a BMW, but I just bought a random truck. She keep calling my phone, I'm like, damn, girl, what the fuck? Stop going to Taco Bell, why the fuck they have my stomach hurting? This girl asked for her number, I bought her a Birkin. My mama mad because she had home, her pockets hurting. If you don't give up on rapping, I where one day it's gonna work, man. And this is where you start to see the style emerge. It's true. Very distinct. Mm -hmm. As soon as you hear it, you know who you're listening to. Yeah. And that's that's rare. Like, that's a rarity in today's sure. music landscape. Yeah. And now, so we talked about his family a little bit. And he's got a brother, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, so let's, let's, let's listen to one where his brother's on. Uh, so, um... What? We shouldn't. I don't know. No? No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. This yeah. is you know Miles. This is where he starts to global. lose this is where he starts to lose me a little bit, is with some of the you features. Think? With some of the features, yeah. Okay. This is Boost Mobile uh featuring you know Mar. <laughs> Let's go. I Coach put me in the game. I'm finna show you how to shoot. My brother say he got Verizon. He got Boost Mobile. They made fun of me in school because I had my My brother say he got Verizon. He got Boost Mobile. I just got a new job. I'm at the Walmart shopping center. Why the fuck I start beef with my dad? He got a desert eagle. Tried to reach for the stars, but I wasn't tall enough. I'm balling for my whole family. I'm getting us out the hood. I tried to live in a forest, but I couldn't do the woods. 
I pulled down my fucking pants. I had a hairy bush. I feel like Mr. Fucking Krabs. I'm getting to the money. Niggas laughing at me. Nigga, what's funny? She say, what size are you? I got a triple shred. What's smacking against your wall? It's the well pink. I gotta get to the money. I be focused. Girl, I gotta get the money. I be on it. Girl, you trying to play me like a phony. Girl, you know I'm just trying to get this money. Girl, you know I'm trying to get it while you focus. Girl, you know you trying to hit when you're cloning. Girl, you trying to play me like a phony. Take off that dress, you look dead as hell Niggas think that I'm joking, I ain't Dave Chappelle Bro, stay here, demon, I told him go ahead Niggas talking shit, my nigga, what's that smell? I always run up for my family I always run up for my family I See, we did get yellow card on <laughs> I know they did not stand me I said I smell a lawsuit <laughs> Oh, man did you hear, um, it's another recent one, NBA 2K23. I haven't, no. Oh, you got okay. it, you got it, you got it. Okay, all right. And then I think we'll do, all right, we'll do three more. We'll do that one, one other, and then the other new one. Okay, okay. Okay, all right, so NBA 2K3. I'm getting money like NBA 2K2K23. Like NBA 2K223. Bitch, you know I'm balling, you can't stop me. Tell them to catch me on NBA 2K23. I ain't Salento, but watch me. She said she coming over, she gon' fuck me. I don't even think that she want me. She only want me cause 2K20 2K23. Tell them add me on 2K23. I'm trying to get friends on 2K23. I just beat some niggas on 2K23. I can't wait till they come out with 2K24. I'ma be a GOAT on 2K24. I'm trying to get this cash on 2K24. Feel like Elsa, bitch. Let it snow. But I'm trying to play 2K23. I'm getting money like NBA 2K2K23. I'm counting cash like NBA 2K223. Bitch, you know I'm balling. You can't stop me. Tell them to catch me on NBA 2K23. Ain't Salento, but watch me. She said she coming over. She gonna fuck me. I don't even think <laughs> that she want me. She only want me cause 2K20 go 2K23. This is an adder. This is a different song. Wait. This is what's going on? This is the no. This is the new one. This is oh. This is the top 40 oh, he, hit. Okay. He put it. He put it at the. And he said, drops oh, this Friday. that's okay. sneaky. That's sneaky. Um, I really, I, I think he's such a forward thinker. Um, because uh -huh. like this song here, NBA 2K23, mm -hmm. it's future proof, it's got longevity because he's got an entire verse about 2K24. <laughs> sure, sure, it's good for two years. <laughs> it's good for two years. Yeah, that, two whole video game cycles. <laughs> the way he says, fuck me, it's <laughs> <laughs> <That's> great. <laughs> All right. Um, so we sorry. We, we got a little preview of the 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 new track, but that's okay. We'll get yeah. There. We have to hear Hong Kong, and then we'll play the new one. Okay. <laughs> All right. Niggas say I'm out of town. I'm in Hong Kong. I'm just trying to get this cash in Hong Kong. I'm in Hong Kong. Nigga coming looking for me. I'm in Hong Kong. I just went to the store and got a honey bun. My mama just called said he got some money, son. I forgot what time is. I'm in Hong Kong. If they looking for me, tell them that I'm long gone. I be in the booth freestyling all the shit. 
say where your keys go, I stole the shit. Could've went pro, I ain't had to be a rapper. I see a ghost, bitch, I think I see Casper. Growing up, bitch, I wanted to be an actor. Now a nigga out here being a rapper. Not a turtle, but bitch, I'm a snapper. Feel like a bug raptor. Nigga say I'm out of town, I'm in Hong Kong. I'm just trying to get this cash in Hong Kong. I don't care about fight, I'm in Hong Kong. Nigga coming looking for me, I'm in Hong Kong. I just went to the store and got a honey bun. My mama just called, said he got some money, son. I forgot what time is, I'm in Hong Kong. If they looking for me, tell them that I'm long gone. There's a comment here, it says, can we appreciate how you know Miles always disappoints us? <laughs> Well, I beg okay. to differ. Yeah. All right. So this is the this is the new track. This is a week ago. Uh, party all night. Mm-hmm. It's going for the Grammy. song of the summer song of the summer see he was playing the long game here because mm-hmm. you build a following by doing the the funny tongue-in-cheek you know parody type thing and it's all mm-hmm. like all that stuff is is very funny and smart and like it's it's you know it's good but it's like then you hit him with this yeah then you hit him with yeah. this and the sky's the limit mm-hmm. the sky's the limit yeah my top three, can, my top three rappers. Okay, number you one. You can tell before. No, no, no. Hold on. No, no, no. No, okay. no, no. Okay. Number one, Drake. Okay. Number two, Kid Cudi. Mm-hmm. Number three, You Know Miles. Okay, look at that. Because you could tell even in the other songs, he would have like one line that was like, "Okay, that's actually yeah, you got something there." <laughs> Jesus. Huh? Yeah, yeah. I mean, come on, more than one line. No, there'd be there'd be one like standout line, uh-huh. you know, when he's not doing the the falsetto thing. Right. So. Um, so you got some stuff here. I do. Um, so yeah, this first one here, um, Drew Gunby is a TikToker who I follow. I, I remember, I think I came across him after he was featured on Fox News against his will. Um, they took a clip from one of his TikTok videos where he was talking about like mental health and like drugs and st- like something, something like legitimately, you know, serious. Um, but mm-hmm. with it being Fox News, they they had their own agenda about how like the internet is like ruining children or something. I don't know. 
Um, but anyway, so he kind of went viral for that. Um, I think he's he's a good follow. He's he's quite funny and insightful and and um, just has a good personality. Um, but I've been a little bit alarmed of late because some of his most recent videos consist of him in his car with a laptop open uh, uh, garage band on the sc- on the screen. Mm-hmm. And so he's showing off some of these uh, mashups that he's been making. And it just it screams cry for help i don't know i don't know the okay. circumstances maybe there's been like a, a a particularly tough breakup that has caused him to go down this road but he's mm-hmm. making these mashups and to be honest they're quite skillful like they're really brilliant um so this is one example of them okay so this is him this is what he made on on like garage bands Severe mental issues. Everybody hurt. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes. I love you. You love me. Look at shades of purple. Get the pussy, Virgo, purple, nerple, raise her vocals. I fucking hate Is is it a mashup or just kind of putting songs together with a transition in between them? I think it's more of like a, it's supposed to be like a stream of consciousness, like putting the pieces together where they, they sort of make sense, like lyrically or whatever they, you know, they flow that way, but it's, it comes out. Do it's, they? it's, well, some of them do, some of them do. Um, I think some of his other ones, especially there's like a through line to them and he kind of like makes the, I don't it know. It kind of seemed like he put some songs together with a transition in between them. Well, you're not you're not really listening then, are you? Because there's yeah, I am. Because that's exactly what I did to make the intro for this fucking segment. Well, <laughs> okay. I mean, I didn't know you were gonna shit on my contribution theory. Well, I'm just I'm just saying, like you said, it was like a mashup, and it's like well, maybe I used the wrong terminology. I don't think that's what that is. What is a mashup? A mashup is like whenever you kind of put two songs that could conceivably be like at the same tempo or like melody or whatever, and it's like, oh shit, these are. Kind of the same. So that's vibe. not. And, yeah, that's not what this is. Yeah, I don't know what this is. Like, to be honest with you, it's a cry. It's, it's a cry for help. It, it might be. It might be. I hope he's doing all right. Yeah. <laughs> or at least I hope he will be all right in the near future. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, like the, the three days grace jump scare in there. You know. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But no, the lyrics do like the lyrics do kind of play off of one another. That's that's the whole point of it. Anyway. Um, okay. A rapper, uh, Lil Tecca, very popular. Um, I don't know if you, you might have seen those uh, YouTube videos. Uh, I think it's called like Genius, where they will interview. Oh, I, hate those. I know I hate them too. This is like a highlight though. So he, the point of those is like you are being interviewed as an artist, and you kind of go through a song and you explain the meaning behind it. Um, mm-hmm. And so Lil Tecca is doing that here, and he <laughs> clarifies a few things for us. Okay, man, the TikTok autoplay. Okay. Crash Ferrari, so I hopped in the bands. I don't even drive. I don't even know how to drive. I got bands, one day I'm flying to France, drinking, telling a good land. I never went to France. I got a pack, hit him and do it again. Fucking, I'm fucking a friend. I have a girlfriend. I don't have no young ladies. Don't DM me. I got two twin Glocks, turn you to a dancer. I don't have no straps for nobody. She know I got the funny Prado when I hit Milan. No, I've never been to. Europe or nothing. I got lots of shorties trying to pull up to my place. I don't do like multiple 
girls, you feel me? Like, I'd rather just, like, one. She ain't want me last year, so just get up on my face. They ain't want me three weeks ago. Nice. I, I almost um, respect his music even more now. Sure. Because I feel like there's a, I don't know, in, in certain, there's like a certain mentality when it comes to um, rap lyrics where you have to be like, there's an embellishment, right? Uh huh. Um, and that's fine, but it's like, he's honest. Yeah. You know? I saw a clip of an interview with a, uh, another, oh, who's, who's the rapper? That's, um, does not, I, I couldn't I know. say. It's popular, but like, as like one of the, like one of the cool ones, like one of the, like, maybe like, not like older, but like sort of like been around for a while still doesn't narrow it down um vince staples is that somebody mm -hmm. yeah it's very good okay yeah so i think it was him i think it was him i, I, I put him right wrong, i put him at number four right right after you know Mons. okay there you go exactly uh and so it was somebody saying to him like he's like yeah so like do you do you have parties at your house he's like no nobody knows where i live mm -hmm. i don't want anybody to know where i live and he's like well what about like your mom or like whatever or like or, like girls i was like no nobody comes to my place I don't want anybody. I don't Not want even his mom. Where I live, like yeah, or something. Or maybe it was like like only his mom knows where he lives, or something okay. like that. And he's like, I don't want anybody to know where I live. He's like, what about holidays? He's like, what what do I, what do I need to see you on a holiday for? It was just like, it was just like this is a really funny clip. That's really good. I think it was him. I could be completely wrong, but I think it was him. Okay. Um, but that's what that reminded me of. Um, um, yeah, so this last one, you know how they, like, people will interview someone on the street or whatever and ask them what they're listening to? Yeah. Um, this one, I, this one stood out and, and you'll see, you'll see why. Okay. What song are you currently listening to? It's an Austrian polka song. It's called, uh, Shy, I'm not, probably not pronouncing it right, but Shy, Why, Durvi Die? Can you sing it for us? Yeah. Oh, it goes, Shy, Why, Durvi Die, Austrian Dungen Version Die. That's completely wrong, but that's my my kind of gist of it. And do you know what those words mean or no? Not at all, but on YouTube in the music video, they have a cow that comes out. They all wear like lederhosen and I think that's right. And they have like a violin and it's it's so good. Okay. Yeah. It's a little bit different from what you usually get out of those types of videos. Yeah. I like the 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 earnestness behind his his answer. He's obviously very into it and he's not not ashamed. Yeah, I won't name names, but it reminds me of somebody we went to high school with. Oh, oh, interesting. Well, you'll have to tell me afterwards. I'm curious. Yeah. Huh. Um, I got one more. Oh, surprise. To end the segment. Um, I'm not sure who this is by because it's been sort of like re-uploaded so many times. Um, so I think it's maybe Chosen, I think, maybe, is who made this. Okay. Um... But I also understand if they don't want anybody to know that they made it. <laughs> okay. So. Just like this podcast. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I don't want anybody to know where I live. I don't want anybody to know that I made this. Yeah. All right. Damn. She was writing and started farting. I was like, what the fuck? Is you farting? She said, nah, bitch. Why you lying? Then I seen drops coming out her ass. Damn, she farted on my dick. Damn, did she shit it? Damn, that's a combo. Killing shit, bitch. Call me Rambo. Bitch, nasty. Why she shit up on my dick? Bitch, nasty. What a nasty clip. Damn, now I got a nasty dick. Damn. Was writing um. and she farted. 
came to the party and she looked good. You know it's funny. Got to the room and she looked good. I, sure, yes. She poured down her pants over and top I was of like, a Call of Duty trick shot Damn. Of course it is. You ugly. Damn. Oh, that's beautiful. That's A plus. Ugly. All I seen was her from behind. The ass was so big, yeah, it caught my eyes. But damn, she farted on my dick. Damn, she shitted on my shit. Man, that's some fucked up shit. Man, she farted on my dick. <sighs> okay. Oh, so there's there's a reason you hid that one from from the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to type in the word she hit on my dick. Oh, it's horrific. Okay. Oh, my stomach hurts. I would own that, honestly. Whoever that was, I would own it. It's very yeah, good. I, I I looked, I tried to find, I wanted to give proper credit. <laughs> of course. Oh, God. Uh, so if you know or you have some uh, other choice choice songs for us, video at denigro.co. Oh, I'd love to hear them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, next up, we have probably a very long Moogle. We might have to split these episodes. Great. Um, yeah, I want to talk about Final Fantasy 16 because I've been playing it. Uh, and <laughs> I want to talk about it. <laughs> um, so I want, I want to talk about it and I will try to keep it as uh, spoiler free as possible. Uh, I, I don't really have much to say about the story anyway, because I haven't finished the game yet. Um, I think I'm about 70% of the way through. I have just like a little bit left, I think, I think. Um, and it's really, it's really tough at this point to kind of stay like completely spoiler free, at least in, on the spheres that I'm in, um, just because Oh man, people just like posting shit from like late game. And it's like, what the fuck? That's not even, but yeah. So yeah, that's um, not right. But I probably, I will probably be talking about like gameplay mechanics that don't show up until later. So if people are kind of wary of that, then here's my disclaimer at the top. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I I'm sort of more interested in talking about, I don't know the, the, the it's, it's going to sound pretentious, but like sort of like the meta context of this game and and where it sits and sort of like the discourse surrounding it um but but to begin with um this is completely absolutely 1000% a game made by creative business unit 3 which and by the way that is quite a name i i wasn't aware that that is. was the name of like is it the studio or that is the team within square enix that makes uh, Final Fantasy 14 and now Final Fantasy 16. Do you have any idea the origins of that that name? I think that's just how they split up their teams. Like there's Unit One, Unit Two, and so they just give it the name Creative Business Unit. I think that's literally it. Okay, very practical. I respect yeah, it. I, I respect I it. I think that's it. Yeah. So like whenever they will like either like own a different studio because like they owned like uh, Idos for a while, like they like remained Idos, you know. Um, but like the teams within Square Enix like proper, I think are under that sort of moniker. Um, so yeah, unit three is the team that makes Final Fantasy 14 and 16. But th this is, I've talked a lot about how they've sort of made Final Fantasy 14 into more and more of a single player game. And then they've talked about this openly where they're trying to make that game single player friendly. Uh, this is almost like that vision for them realized like completely. And it sort of makes me 
wonder like sort of why they're doing this to 14 whenever they already had this game coming out it's like why <laughs> why do both yeah why do like the same approach to both games it is absolutely a game that they made from like the way that any kind of like player friction or player like discomfort has been sanded away mm-hmm. this is a game where you will never ever get lost you will never worry about where you have to go this is because the ideal the, for me. Yeah, because most of the time you just have to go forward. And even if there's uh, any kind of pathing or whatever, they put little gumdrops for you to go. And so you don't get lost on a singular path that doesn't have any deviations to it. I need my um, hand to be held. Your hand is being held the entire way through. That's it's and perfect. They want, yeah, and they want you to experience the story. This is a story-driven game. Uh, much in the same way that Final Fantasy XIV is, they're delivered in a totally different package. Final Fantasy XIV, you're reading text upon text upon text. Here, you're basically watching a TV show. Uh, you're basically watching Game of Thrones unfold in front of you because they said there's about 10 hours worth of cutscenes in, in Final Fantasy XVI, and that's it's a 10-hour 10, 10 series. It's a 10-episode series, basically. Um, and... So yeah, your hand is being held the entire way. Uh, there, there's pretty much no optional content, and what I mean by that is there are side quests in the game, but they the the side quests in the game are so odd in the way that they are presented and paced, because early on you will get uh, some like sort of tutorialized cuts or tutorialized side quests, basically being like. Hey, these are some side quests that you can do. They're very basic. They're they are basically quests that are ripped straight from Final Fantasy XIV of go here, deliver this to a person. Go here, pick up this thing and bring it back. Just very basic side quests. And the rewards that they give you for those are pitiful. They're, so you're basically like, oh, well, that was kind of a waste of time. I'm probably not going to do side quests. <laughs> the issue is then... They will later, and I'm talking maybe like 15 hours later, introduce quests that give you uh, new gameplay mechanics, new abilities, new upgrades, or even just better rewards that are actually worth doing. Interesting. But they've now taught you that side quests are kind of shit, so you're already predisposed to not do them. And this is kind of the opposite of how they usually work their tutorialization. Um... So the side quests are weird because they give like, I wouldn't say um, character moments, but I would say they give a lot of like world flavor. Uh, They're also still really boring. They are not, they're not very fun to do, but the rewards that you get after those first few like really shitty ones are actually worth doing. And another problem with them is that uh, you like whenever you pick up a side quest, it'll basically tell you how much, um, like, m- like how much gill, how much money you're going to get for doing the side quest. Um, and that's kind of it. And so you'll pick up a quest and you'll be like, oh, this isn't going to give me anything. I shouldn't prioritize this. But that's not actually the real reward. Um, because you might not get a lot of money, but you will almost be guaranteed to get an item that you can just sell immediately for money. Mm-hmm. And you can also get XP or more importantly, skill point rewards. And those are not listed whenever you pick up the quest. You won't know that until you complete the quest. 
And I think this is a very bad system. Uh, basically, everything like disincentivizes you from doing the side quests until you realize that you actually need to do them. If you, well, if you're like me and you want to um, like sort of fill out your skill tree and sort of customize it the way you want to. Um, what they do do with the side quest is the ones that will actually give you some kind of meaningful like game, not, I struggle to say game changing, but yeah, to an extent, like game changing upgrade are marked with a gigantic plus icon. Okay. Basically the same way that they are in Final Fantasy 14. And so those are the ones that you sort of have to do. Like they're not mandatory. You can go the entire game without doing them, but you should probably do them. But it's it's just signed, it's kind of weird how they sort of transplanted the questing system from Final Fantasy 14 into this game. It it at, when you're doing those, it does feel like a single player MMO where you're going through and doing these things. The only difference being is that every single side quest is fully voiced, where they're definitely not in 14. And and the voice acting from what I've played so far is phenomenal. The the production value of this game oh my is goodness. through the roof. I honestly have not seen a game that has looked this good in terms of like visual spectacle and and the arts and just everything that they're throwing at you is just so stunning and engaging and oh I couldn't say enough good things about um like you said the production value of all of it every aspect of it yeah the the presentation the production value is it's incredible and a lot of this boils down to the writing they. So uh, you can tell by looking at the credits, this is the localization team, the head local, the head of localization from the Final Fantasy fourteen team that um, stepped away from fourteen in order to work on sixteen, uh, and we've known that for a very long time now, and they have done wonders with this game. So, so localization is basically another form of writing. It's not just translating, mm -hmm. and whenever you're doing a uh, sort of like medieval game like this, like very medieval inspired, like this game is, uh, and they've talked about how it's medieval inspired for better or worse for certain um, contexts, that's going to be drastically different depending on whatever language you're actually writing your finished product in. So a medieval or like feudal style Japanese language is going to be very different than what that ends up like looking like for an English translation and then localization. And so not only are you translating that original script, you are also rewriting it in order for it to make sense for like this antiquated kind of speech and also making it entertaining and not like a slog to listen to. Yeah, what a balance that is. Yeah. And so the big comparison I can make is that there is a character in uh, 14 who his gimmick is that he basically talks in uh, like Elizabethan English and he's the only one who does. And it's sort of his thing. So he talks, he says like, oh, thou shouldst go to thine, you know, chamber and like shit like that. And he's the only one that talks like that. And so like he has to have specific, you know, localization for it to be like that. And so that is like the same work that had to, has to be done on this script here too. And, um, the, the script is very good. This is like compared to basically any other Final Fantasy game where you're just being thrown like fucking proper nouns and places of locations and systems and shit that really doesn't matter mm -hmm. in the grand scheme of things. 
here you're in it, you're immediate, you're with your characters, they're interacting, they're talking like humans, mm-hmm. all in the 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 set dressing and language of like this formalized speech. And if you need like if you need like the lore and stuff, you can just hit a button at any time and it'll bring up this like um menu of like it's called like active lore or something and you can just click around and look at various things like context for characters and locations and situations which is really helpful too because that it doesn't get bogged down by the dialogue but if you need that stuff it's it's there it's it's a fantastic system and it's it's so like if so if people haven't seen it it's basically like like the amazon prime x-ray yes yes it is that's a good comparison yeah or like you can just pause and then look and see like what the actor is that's on screen right now or like a little bit of trivia about the thing so like here like if you're in a cutscene, you can pause and hit the button and it'll be like oh who is this guy again and then you can do that whole thing so like if you're unsure or you miss something or like you haven't played the game for like a couple weeks and you could just sort of refresh yourself they introduce a system later on that is basically an entire timeline of the game up to the point that you're at that will show you all the, it's actually kind of overwhelming. It's more overwhelming than the game's actual story is. <laughs> That'll show you the relationship between Clive, the main character, and all of the other, like how he interacts with every single other character in the game and like what their relationships are um, and how that changes depending on like what chapter you are in basically. It's actually like I I tried to like look at it and I was like, this is actually more complicated than this game story is. And I was like, all these features are great. These are great systems. Like I haven't really seen a game done this normally. Like there's like some kind of like compendium or like, you know, codexes that like sort of like just list a name of characters. And this is what Final Fantasy 14 does, too, where it's just like a list of characters and shit like that. And it's like, OK, yeah, this is fine, but it doesn't really like give that uh, sort of immediacy to like key terms and people and whatever. But I honestly don't think this game needs it. Like, this is the kind of game that needs it the least, especially compared to other Final Fantasy games, just based off of how strong the writing is and how digestible the story is. Yeah, I I think of it like when I'm playing this game from everything from the writing to how straightforward all the mechanics and and it's, you know, everything is streamlined and simplified. There's no friction. I just compare it to like reading an author who has a very like sparse writing style. But within that writing style is it's so easy to read, but it's also great, right? Like it's it's it it says a lot with fewer words. And that's just kind of what this game is doing as a whole in like all the areas Mm -hmm. and i really appreciate that like i'm so used to rpgs and final fantasy games in particular where you just get massive information dumps Mm -hmm. just just thrown at you and this game completely avoids it 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 you're you're in the story you're in the action there are no pauses to just be like well this is the phoenix and these are the icons and this is this is how you got your powers and this is this and this is that this is the kingdom and it's like yeah, that's all fine. It's like, it's all there, but it's not what you need to know. You just need to know the relationships between these characters, how they're interacting, how the story is moving forward. And it's not even moving at like a breakneck pace. This is still a massive meaty game. Um, Like, and it's not even like rushing you from set piece to set piece either. Like you still get plenty of time with these characters. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's quite tremendous what they've done in that aspect. It's like, well, goddamn, why can't all sort of Final Fantasy games 
have been like this. Like I think back to like just the the stupid lore dumps and nonsensical stories of like Final Fantasy twelve and I, I say this every time, but 10, even though people love that game, just the absolute nonsense. It's like, well, now we have to go fight Sin, who was your father and who now has to do the summoning right. And in order to this, we have to Xanarkand. And it's like, what are you talking about? What is any of this? Meanwhile, this story is just like, boom, very simple. I'm on this quest for revenge. It's like, okay, yeah, got it. Yeah, it's hitting a lot of, at least, especially early on, it's hitting a lot of familiar story beats, especially in that, like, Game of Thrones-esque fantasy style. Um, like, none of it's, if it's shocking, it's shocking in content, but not in, like, the storytelling approach. But it's, you know, those are, you see those a lot because they're effective, right? Like, they're, yeah. th these work, like, the stuff that they're doing and, and the stuff that's happening to these characters, it, it's, it's just, it's very smart. It's very smart. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, like... You could say that, like, the main character is, like, I kept, like, this is the thought that, like, kept entering my head. He's like, oh, this is, like, John, he's like Jon Snow, but if Jon Snow had a personality. Um, like, like, if John if Jon Snow was actually, like, a character. I mean, I wouldn't, that's a bit of a unnecessary knock at Jon Snow, but I know what you're saying, though. But, like, you, but you know what I mean? Like, he's that sort of archetype where, like, this has been thrust upon him, you know? Yeah. Like, and, and also, like, the way he looks, you know? Like, yeah. it's, it's like. <laughs> yeah. And, uh. And there are some like similar characters, like they have like a Hodor who shows up, like you know, like the, like they've clearly taken like direct inspiration. Mm -hmm. um, but the story is like drastically different. But like at the same time, like whenever you get to the map, you know, like there are like to show each kingdom, there are the little pieces that it basically looks like the the opening, the Game of Thrones. They're not like that same sort of um, uh, like music box toy aesthetic, but it's pretty damn close. And to be fair, Game of Thrones did not invent this type of fantasy either. So no, no, not at all. But not it is all. definitely heavily like, influenced. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. If not by Game of Thrones directly, then at least by the popularity of Game of Thrones and sort of the cultural significance of it. Right, and you could even say that uh, uh, The Witcher, like, mm, you know, mm -hmm. like this this darker kind of fantasy, um, but at the same time, it's not like gritty for grittiness' sake, mm -hmm. and this isn't. Like a world where just like everything's gone to shit. And so like everybody's shitty because of it that you often see with like sort of grimdark kind of things. Right. And I and I feel like this is also something that is being misunderstood. Like the story is basically like as, as it gets further on, it's like this is this is a world that has gone to shit, but everybody is still like doing their best. At least like the like 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 your allies, like everybody's like fucking trying. So it's not like nihilism. Know? No, it's not. It's really not. It's probably the opposite. It still has that sort of like uh, Final Fantasy optimism to it. And if you've only played the first handful of hours like I have, it might that might sound unconvincing because there's a whole lot of trauma that happens, to, especially towards the, the main character. But all of it feels like there's purpose behind it. Um, the trauma has meaning. It, it There's yeah. significance to the character and the story and how events unfold later on. I can already see that. Um, so it does feel very thoughtful in that way. It, it's so easy to like sort of be in this grimdark setting and then just like turn your thing into torture porn. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. And this does not do that. It really doesn't. It's it's easy to just sort of like you throw a rock at your character and then you kind of get a taste for blood and you keep throwing rocks at them. Mm -hmm. And th there's a lot of fucking challenges, you know, that you got to overcome. But it's like, OK, we can fucking do this rather than like, damn, this sucks. 
sort of burn everything down. The Last of Us Part Two comes to mind. Exactly, exactly. So like a lot of people were like concerned. It's like, oh, this is going to be dark. This is going to be nihilistic. This is going to lose that sort of Final Fantasy hope and optimism and like Band of Heroes thing. And it still has that. It still has it. I'd say it even amplifies those moments because there's early on, like there's a lot of really dark stuff that happens, but then there's beauty within those scenes as well. And I feel like the mm-hmm. contrast brings out sort of that, what you would expect from those moments, those like really like sincere, quiet, just beautiful moments that you would get in Final Fantasy from the, you know, from what I've experienced at least, but it's contrasted right. with some really heavy stuff. And I think it just makes mm-hmm. it more effective in the, in the long run. Yeah. Um, and also the FPS is really high. And, uh, by that, I mean the fucks per second. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They say fuck all the time. Oh my God. Yeah, they do. The frame rate's good too. Frame rate's good. Yeah. On performance (laughs) mode. It's decent. Oh, I don't know how anyone can play it on graphics mode. Honestly, I I tried it for like five minutes. I'm like, no, no, thank you. I, I did the same, but that was like after like 20 hours. And I was like, I, yeah, nope, no way. Mm-hmm. So but what they're doing is actually really interesting. And it's a feature that they brought to Final Fantasy 14. You could you could tell that these games were being uh, like uh, uh, Shadowbringers and Endwalker, the most recent two Final Fantasy 14 expansions, were being developed concurrently with this game. Um, because they recently brought a feature to Final Fantasy 14 before this game released called like Dynamic Resolution, where... The game, you turn that on and the game supposedly will change resolution in order to um, increase your frame rate. Uh, I I tried it for a second, but I I didn't notice any difference in either like game quality or frame rate. But I'm also running on an overpowered rig for that game. Um, but But that's what they're doing in performance mode is that the resolution will dynamically shift lower in the middle of action in order to keep the frame rate as close to 60 as it can. Mm-hmm. Um, so they built that system for that game and then ported it to 14. Because the games, believe it or not, are actually built on the same engine. It's a modified version of the engine. And you can see that kind of thing, like whenever you accept a side quest and it plays a little song and the quest goes on the, the side right there, the exact same spot it would in Final Fantasy 14. And um, just like the way they've built a lot of things, like uh, you collect... Or orchestration roles and put them in your jukebox at the at the base. It's like that's that's all you fucking do in Final Fantasy fourteen. Those are your collectibles. It's like just those just just those same little quirks that they like. It's like, oh yeah, we know the music's awesome, so you're gonna wanna collect it. It's like, okay, fine. Uh it's of course the same composer. Some of the songs are like, oh, this is pro like the some of the songs from this game are like sound exactly like some of the stuff that's in Endwalker, and it's like Endwalker probably got the rejects. (laughs) Endwalker probably got the rejects from 16 because you could like swap these and it probably wouldn't change that much. Oh, that's funny. Talking talking specifically about um, sort of like the mellowed out songs, like whenever you're in the hideout or like in the town, not like sort of the big dramatic battle scenes or anything like that. I'm talking about like the slowed down sort of like acoustic kind of shit. Because, like, we didn't get that kind of music until Endwalker. Um, and all of a sudden, it shows up in 16. So I'm like, okay, I see I see what happened here. That's pretty funny. It is. But also, like, that guy, like, just recovered from cancer. So I'm not going to give him too much shit for, uh, you know, <laughs> sharing his work between the two games. But, yeah, like, you can you could totally see, like, the, the, like, the bare bones similarities between the two. The other thing is that um, 
encounters are structured basically the same way that they design dungeons in 14. So like there are no like dungeon dungeons in 16, but there are like story chapters. And whenever you do a story chapter, it sort of follows kind of a same rhythm where like you'll have a pack of enemies, you clear them out, you'll have a pack of enemies, you clear them out. Then there's like a mini boss, you clear out the mini boss. Then there's a pack of enemies, then another pack of enemies, then a mini boss. Then another pack of enemies, then another pack of enemies. And in between, like you're talking with your characters, there's probably going to be some cutscenes. blah, 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 blah. All in between all of this. Then after those last two packs, there's going to be the encounters big boss. And this is exactly the same way that dungeons are designed in 14. Two packs, mini boss, two packs, mini boss, two packs, final dungeon boss. I hate when you, exactly um, the same. I hate when you break it down like this, because it, it makes the, I don't know. I just don't like that. Um, it. Whenever you've played a game, yeah, no, for, I know, I know, you've put in so much time for seven years, yeah. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, and I'm gonna say, like, not every single encounter is like this, mm-hmm. but you start to recognize the pattern pretty quickly. At least I do. And another thing that's actually kind of funny is that this is a complete action combat system, you know, with combos and abilities and whatever. But at the same time, when using your summon abilities. That control scheme is very similar to the controller control scheme for 14, Hmm. where you have to pull the trigger and hit your abilities with the face buttons. That's kind of the only similarity between the combat, (laughs) but it's there and it kind of messes with my muscle memory a little bit. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I could see that. Uh, So the the other thing I want to talk about is that I, I'm kind of confused on people's expectations for for what they wanted the game to be. And uh, I've, I've seen I've seen a lot of discussion about how, like, oh, this game doesn't really give you any kind of choice. Uh, you know, y- y- you have no say in what happens into the story. And I'm like, have you have you ever played a Final Fantasy game before? Like, that's you never have a choice. You're just there for the ride. Isn't that you just get to experience the story? Yeah, isn't that more of like a general thing that you know JRPGs versus Western RPGs? Like that's Western is typically more choice based and 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 with I mean obviously this is a broad generalization, but I feel like with at least the JRPGs I've encountered, it's it's more straightforward. It's more um, you know less about choice than about following the the path that's set out for you. On the whole, yes, and of course you'll have games where like. Sort of like Persona. Oh, yeah, 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 of course. A, a, few diff, a few different endings. SMT, you have a few different endings. But on the whole, you're going through and experiencing a story. Um, but even just like a few different endings versus something like, um, you know, what was that Obsidian game from a few years ago? Um, I'm blanking on uh, it. Outer, of Eternity. Outer Worlds. Oh, Outer, yeah. Like yeah. literally every quest you do can have multiple outcomes and can dramatically change things, right? So like there's a difference right. in like approach. Right. And so I think I think this disconnect comes down to the fact that this is a JRPG. This is a Final Fantasy game in the skin of a Western RPG. Mm, mm-hmm. It it looks and presents itself as if it's like The Witcher, right? But it's still a Final Fantasy ass Final Fantasy game. You're going through straight linear corridors fighting specific enemies. Uh, there's not much expression in terms of leveling up. You level up automatically. You can't assign skill points. You haven't been able to assign skill points 
in Final Fantasy since the first games and the remakes have all patched that out where like you get skill points automatically. Um, like so so it, it it looks and maybe feels on first glance as if it's like, oh, this is just like the Witcher. Like there are these like talking head side quests and it's like, yeah, but you're just going to complete them like there, there there's no choice here. Like in The Witcher, mm-hmm. and nobody said there would be. Like this is a this is a Final Fantasy game, and they're trying to like there was that whole discussion. And I talked about this on another episode where like they were kind of like rejecting the term JRPG, and they just wanted it to be an RPG. And it's like yes, that's fine. JRPG was used as some kind of like uh, pejorative, uh, like in the early two thousands or whatever. But like now it's just used as like a, a, a classification term, and you know it's um. In, in 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 my context, it's a it's a it's a genre I fucking gravitate towards. Mm-hmm. So it's sort of the opposite. But like, I, I guess that's different for, you know, uh, actual Japanese developers. And I, I touched on that in that episode. I don't I don't remember what episode that was, but um, I think that was at least a decent discussion that I had. It was. Yeah, I remember that. And it, it is important to bring that up because it's like whatever our context is as, you know, Westerners and people who consume these games, like it's going to be different for the people who make them, yeah. you know, I mean, <laughs> like, I mean, fundamentally, like, and, and the fact that you could just like sit there and we're re- not you, but people on the Internet um, could just like reject what they're saying or take issue with it. It's like, are you even are you even listening? You know, right. So, yeah. But but like and so the, so then so then the discussion is is like I've seen this as like oh is this going to be the the future of all Final Fantasy games is is this is this what you know JRPGs are going to be is this what uh RPGs are going to be like all all these different questions being thrown around it's like maybe these are just for discussion but it's like no no I, I wish personally no? just as an individual I, I wish because I'm really really loving like everything about the, the approach that this game takes but that's putting way too much on a single video game like that's unreasonable it is and part of it is because like this is the most well-known you know JRPG sure series you know the world over right uh it's it's still even the biggest in Japan and uh you don't get a mainline entry, you know, you're lucky if you get two in a decade at this point, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, it's maybe it's maybe easy to say that, uh, oh yeah, this is what they're all going to be now. But it's like, if you just look, if you just look at the past, that is, it's just not true. It's just not true. They have literally changed the battle system for every game since nine. They have not stuck to the same battle system. They've been completely different. They've been completely different styles of gameplay since nine. Nine was the last game with active time battle. It feels like people don't are not using their long term memory when they discuss this the context of the series. Like they're just it's like, what have you done lately? But then, right. you know what I mean? So it's wild to me. It's like you could probably go back and look at discussions of Final Fantasy 15 and say, well, are all Final Fantasy games going to be open world? Mm-hmm. Oh, there's totally like, that discussion. Absolutely happened. I don't doubt that. Yeah. So. Like it, it, it's just, it's just such a, maybe it's an easy talking point, but it's just a little lazy to me. And it just like lacks the kind of context. Like when people say that this game is too linear, I say you did not play Final Fantasy 13. You did not play Final Fantasy 10. You know, you're just like looking at a couple of, uh, I don't know. Like you're just, you're just thinking of 15 maybe or 12, I guess, but 12 was, I don't 12 is rough. 
it, it it's it's really it's really strange to me. This game is no more linear than 13. And 13 was dinged for being linear at the time. This game is no more linear than 10. The only difference is is that on 10 you can see the map in the corner of your screen. In this game, you don't need to mm-hmm. because you just kind of walk <laughs> and can and look at the amazing scenery. Yeah, do you know how nice that is to not have to look to the corner of the screen at a map and just like take everything? Yeah. It's so good. You get to experience the world. It's, Truly. Yeah. Um, and then it's not until you're like doing these shitty side quests out in the more open areas of the game because there are open areas of the game. They're not super massive. I'm actually thankful they're not because if they were any bigger, I would kind of tear my hair out doing these side quests. Um, but there, yeah, you get to explore around. Uh, to be honest, there's not much to explore because you're just kind of going from side quest to side quest. Um, but again, it's it's part of their whole like design ethos of they don't want you to miss anything. And so there's like no optional shit. There aren't really any secrets. If they are, they're fucking buried so deep that nobody has found them because they're not there or <laughs> like like there's there's nothing hidden to find it's just not that game it's not that it doesn't game. need to be that game it's not that game it's doing so many other things of value that you don't like there's no need to focus on like you said in the in, in the notes here don't focus on what the game is not but appreciate it for what it is right yeah exactly and i like as successful as this game is or is not it will not affect the direction of final fantasy 17 too much it's probably going to be made by a completely different like team right i would imagine most likely most likely that's still what they do like this could be the most successful game of all time right but what square does is they change up everything in between game releases or they are developing things like simultaneously they could be working on final fantasy 17 right now with a different studio Mm -hmm. a different a different development unit we have no idea it's just what they do. It could take place in space. It could. Yeah. Like this, this is what they do. So to say that this is like going to be the new direction of the franchise, like if anything, this is going to be the direction of Final Fantasy 16 2, if there is one, Ooh. which, you know, is not any kind of guarantee because that's also fucking random whenever they make weird sequels to these games too. So this game has sold very well though, right? I believe so. Yeah, yeah I, I honestly haven't looked, but I, I assume so. I mean, considering it's only on one platform and and the platform that it's on has been difficult, uh, at, least, at least it was difficult to get your hands on. Right, yeah. Um, I mean, they I have do, sold a lot I of PS5s. Know, but. I do know personally a lot of people that are big Final Fantasy fans that don't have a PS5 and are waiting for a potential PC port but they have said that they haven't even started on it yet. Oh, wow. And so that people should not hold their breath, but people are convinced because of the way Final Fantasy VII Remake happened. But again, that was a totally different development team. Yeah. Like, yes, it's Square Enix, but that was a different development team. Like, of course, they want you to buy it now, but they have also said we have not started and the exclusivity is six months. We will not even start the PC port potentially until like next year like so people are going to be waiting a, a good bit for a pc port um but again like is this going to be the direction of final fantasy games no because next year we're getting a final fantasy 7 rebirth yes which is a completely different style of game and also that game is just as linear as this one that game is telling you one focused story um in the limited amount i've played in that there is a bit more 
there's more exploration agency and, and i guess maybe not what you do but how you approach like there are more open areas right where you can like do things out of order side stuff i mean side stuff yes there's more side stuff yeah there's more side stuff is the main thing and the side stuff is more interesting yeah but that's about it but i'm talking about like the main the main sort of story mm -hmm. like the critical path mm -hmm. right and the sort of diversions of like oh here there might be some treasure over here there might be some treasure over here has slightly more of that than 16 does that's about it, it otherwise there you're still going on the same one path forward i know that in my time with final fantasy 7 remake i got lost at least once so that's a knock against it um that game the game has waypoints like <laughs> you underestimate uh, honestly okay. i wouldn't be surprised if i get lost in 16 before before i finish it i'll find a I, way th i'll find a way that, you have to let me know because that would be wild it, they, this game literally gives you gumdrops to follow it does it does i know and that doesn't stop <laughs> that doesn't stop it gives you really useless crafting materials or like two gill that is like yeah i'll let you know yeah okay um and then i've also seen like oh there's there's like this is just like 14 where you're locked into the same build and so you can't and i'm like no that's actually not true either there's actually way more skill expression in this game than there is in 14 at the moment you can just flat out reset all your stuff at any time with no penalty there are you could actually change your build in this game which is something you cannot do in 14. Mm -hmm. So for starters, like, yeah, you have less buttons in this, but also like you could freely pick and choose what you want to use. Mm -hmm. um, and then later on, when you get more uh, icon abilities, you can swap in between the different loadouts. Like what say you want a Phoenix ability to go on uh, spoilers, a Garuda ability, then you can just like upgrade it to a certain like, like to the mastery level and then you could put that there. So you can really load up like so if you don't have enough room for all the Phoenix abilities, but you want like three Phoenix abilities, you can upgrade them and then put them in a different uh, icon slot. So there's actually really a lot you can do here. That does remind me, though, there's a uh, something I want to mention and I hadn't didn't experience this myself because I didn't try this like feature, but I think it was a polygon story or a verge story. I probably should have found the exact source, but they, they pointed out uh, a shortcoming of the accessibility in this game which is that mm. um, there's like, there's two modes that you can play, right? It's like story focus or action focus. And mm. the story focus gives you like, um, like aids that will um, make it easier to get through like the combat and stuff. But uh, you, you actually get those on no matter what mode. Oh, do you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. you can actually try them out. You can check your inventory. Yeah. Oh, so they just give them to you no matter what. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Um, cause the, the point of that was like, if those are meant for accessibility, it's kind of an issue that those skills or abilities or whatever you want to call them take up slots in like your, your repertoire. And, and so it, you'd have it to does. choose between using those aids versus actual, like not actual abilities, but like the abilities that are built into like the, the skill system that the game was designed around. Right. So it's like you're, you're choosing accessibility over like options options basically yes which is a bit disappointing i, I will say though how um, if yeah I, I i see i see the point but at the same time like if you are using the sort of accessibility options the combat is sort of playing itself mm -hmm. and at that point the um the other accessories won't matter oh well i mean but it would still be fun to have access to them though no no i know i do see that point you know i do yeah no i do so like I didn't try the the only accessory I tried 
was the one that has the dog auto attack for you instead of you needing to command it Mm -hmm. because I found that kind of cumbersome. But then I did want to use some other accessories that uh, really synergized well with the skills I was using um, because there actually is a lot of like sort of variety in the accessories that you get uh, that that then can combo really nicely with some abilities. Um, And so I uh, needed to swap out the dog accessory for something else. That's kind of exactly it right there. Yeah. And and I feel like if, if the purpose of those, and I don't even remember their names, they're very generic names. They could have been more creative with those. Um, but that's a whole, that's, that's, that's neither here nor there. Um, uh, it's like ring of timely strikes. Yeah. Like, come on. Um, anyway, it's the one that is like auto attacks for you. Yeah. So it's like, if if they ring of timely dodges is the one that dodges for you. Right. Yeah. They could have, they could have made those interesting. Um, but if they wanted, it's better than just like auto attack ring, you know? Sure. Slightly marginally. (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I see the point. Yeah. Yeah. If they wanted to make those accessibility features, they should not interfere with other abilities. That's all. I'm, that's I, I, I saw that piece. I agree with it. I, I feel like that's they should have maybe made like a separate yeah, system no, for th- them or something. I, I think I think that they so I think this is also part of the whole actually like sanding down any kind of friction. Yeah. So if they put that in the menu. I think that they'd be worried that people wouldn't find them. Mm, Okay. So they actually have like the tutorial pop up being like, hey, you can equip these if you want to. Like anytime you get like, like it tells you how to like attack or whatever. It's like, and if you don't want to do that or like you need to do this or whatever, put on the accessory that does it for you. Like, so it's tutorialized and then it tells you the accessory and then it says it's in your inventory. I think it tries to give that like immediacy to it rather than like burying it in the menu. Mm -hmm. I think that's what they're going for. They've also been like really like, um, like heavily promoting that feature, by the way, Mm -hmm. Uh, rather than it just sort of being like, again, like a toggle in the, in the menu. They've been like, Hey, yeah, you could try out these accessories that we have. Like, like the main, the main gameplay demo, like the, like the, one of the, like the biggest chunks of gameplay we saw before release they talked about the accessories for like an extensive period of time in that. Okay. Um, so that's good. Yeah. Uh, another thing, the game just got a patch to like, you can turn off motion blur, which I didn't even realize the game had motion blur, to be honest. And I'm usually like really sensitive to that kind of shit that I, like I turn it off immediately in the settings. Um, well, I yeah, find I it to be helpful depending on the frame rate and sort of other factors, but yeah, I usually turn it off. Yeah. Like at like high frame rates. And I did not even notice that the game had motion blur. So I have not messed with that yet. Mm-hmm. But it just got a patch for that. Yeah. Like I, I kind of like on one hand, I feel bad for like people trying to make guides about this game. But on the other hand, it's like there's no need. There's no need for fucking guides for this game. Like there's there's literally no need. The only the only guides this game needs is like the hunt locations, which are not really that difficult to find. Um, But if you like want to speed run them, you could just look them up. But like, that's it. That's really it. You don't need guides for like boss encounters. You don't need guides for, you don't need guides for anything. And it's, it's refreshing, but it's also like, man, what are these sites are going to have zero content for this game? There's no fucking need. Yeah. That's a little tough, right? Cause guides are a big driver of like, uh, you know, clicks. Oh yeah. And yeah, a lot of sites are probably like, okay, yeah, we need to get somebody like the sites that are not, you know, turning to AI and, you know, bullshit like that are like, okay, we need to be have somebody on the final fantasy 16 guides and it's like there's nothing there's nothing to write guides about like even the upgrade paths for weapons are like yep this weapon's better here you go 
you know, like it's it's just very obvious. And I've seen shit about that, too, where people are like, yeah, the weapons are stupid. It's just like this one. This one does more damage than this one. I'm like, have you played a Final Fantasy game? Or, That's what they or all just are. kind of video games in general or video games. But it's like, yeah, like they don't have any more stats like that's going back to shit. That might be going back to the first game. This this armor has more defense than that one. This weapon has more attack than that one. That's it in Final Fantasy. There are no stats. Mm -hmm. There are, but like it doesn't matter. That's it. Just the weird preconceived notions that people had. You're just too online. I know. That's part of what the show's about. It's true. (laughs) Being too online. I just get very annoyed. Like other people annoy me is the problem. Oh yeah. Oh, I've, I've, yeah, I know that. (laughs) I know that for sure. Other people annoy me because they're all dumb and I'm right. I'm the one that's right. 100%. And this podcast is me telling you how I'm right. Mm-hmm. And I'm just here to sort of um confirm that. Uh-huh, I'm I'm, exactly. I'm I'm you know supporting your correctness in every area. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's it. I think that's all I have to say about uh Final Fantasy 16. Yeah, I'm going to keep playing it a lot. I'm I I plan on finishing this game. I don't say that often for for at least narrative based video games. Yes, you but- do. Oh, do I? You do, but then, well, yeah, you say that all the well, time. Well, I don't mean it. <laughs> I don't mean it, but I feel like I mean it this time. Yeah, like, you just have to look at it as a 10-hour uh, series, but with gameplay in between. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, if people have a PS5 and, you know, they're kind of on the fence about it, I recommend it. I You know, I haven't finished it yet. I'm, like, I think, like I said, 70% of the way through. I just have, like, a little bit to go. I'm kind of on some side shit that's sort of boring, and so I was playing a little more Diablo, which was also kind of driving me nuts but uh yeah i'm kind of towards the finish line here and uh yeah i'm having a very good time um it's like the first the first real exclusive you know for the fucking ps5 yeah i feel like i've justified having one for the first time exactly yeah um so yeah uh thank you for listening i fucked up the schedule uh and i apologize about that but you have a calendar now i know we do have a calendar did you open the calendar i saw that you sent it to me okay well that's something yeah yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I fucked up the schedule. Uh, so what I think I'm going to try to do going forward is that also I know I keep changing it and I'm sorry. I really am. Is that every two weeks is going to be like the main show with the two of us. And then whenever I feel like I have something to say or feel like it in general, I'll have a solo show. Oh, you're not forcing yourself to I'm not gonna sit down and, and, and monologue every every other week. Right. Because sometimes I don't have a monologue. Right. And I think otherwise it would start to get sad. Like, actually, like, really sad. And I don't think anybody wants to do that. <laughs> so, so that's what I'm going to do. Uh, so think of that as, like, bonus episodes. How about that? Look you at could, that bonus episode. You could download GarageBand and start making... That's true. I actually could. Because I uninstalled GarageBand whenever I bought my mac <laughs> really so, you just went out of your way to be like i don't want this on my well yeah because i was like oh i'm not gonna use this and i like i'm a freak about storage space as you know fifth grade me would have loved so, having garage band on my computer uh let's see seventh grade me did enjoy having garage band on my computer there you go i fucked around with it i was making loops of the stock sounds mm-hmm. yeah maybe i will maybe maybe the next issue of uh Worst beats in the world will have my worst beats in the world. Ooh, that's no promise. That's exciting. No promises. No, <laughs> no promises whatsoever. Yeah, uh, check out the Facebook page under new new ownership. Well, yeah, we're of. we're working towards um, <laughs> that being active. Something. <laughs> uh, uh, we're inching. We're getting there. I wouldn't say check it out at the moment. Um, 
and check check it out sometime in the sometime future. in the check future there might be some some content there uh-huh follow follow me on my new thread threads account there you go i, I don't i don't yeah and uh i'm gonna i'm I, I still gotta make you make a TikTok. so that's that's gotta happen um but yeah check out the youtube that's that's the good one for full episodes clips uh segment breakouts that's what i'm gonna do next is segment breakouts so be on the lookout for that uh and if you have anything to send us whatsoever if you got some beats you want us to check out or you have some thoughts on final fantasy 16 video at denroad.co i think we did a show i think that was a good one yeah i think so too i think we're back we're back on it yeah look at that but yeah we will see you on the next one appreciate you listening <laughs>